Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the second day of the week in God's created order. Monday, November 13th, 2023rd year of our Lord. We begin this morning with our friend George Witten from WorthyNews.com. And George writes this morning, friends, he's looking for a few good men and women. Revelation 22.12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according to his work shall be. The following is an excerpt from Moody's uh, Antidotes. Uh, a must-read. A young man enlisted and was sent to his regiment. The first night he was in his in the barracks with about 15 other young men who passed the time playing cards and gambling. Before retiring, he fell on his knees and prayed, and they began to curse him and jeer at him and throw boots at him. So it went on next night and next, and finally the young man went and told the captain what had taken place and asked what he should do. Well, said the captain, you're not at home now, and other men have just as much right to the barracks as you have. It makes them mad to hear you pray, and the Lord will, and the Lord will hear you just as if you say your prayers in bed and don't provoke them. For a week after chaplain, for the week after the chaplain did not see the young man again, but one day he met him and asked, "By the way, did you take my advice?" "I did for two or three nights," the soldier answered. "How did it work?" "Well," said the young man, "I felt like a whipped hound, and on the third night I got out of bed, knelt on my knees, and prayed." "Well," asked the chaplain, "How did it work?" young soldier answered, We have a prayer meeting there now every night. Three have been converted, and we are praying for the rest. My friends, I am so tired of weak Christianity. Let us be out and out for Christ. Let us give no uncertain sound. If the world wants to call us fools, let them do it. It is only a little while. The crowning day is coming. Thank God for the privilege we have of confessing Christ. Friends, need we say more? Let's ask the Lord to touch our lives with power today, that we may be relieved from our stresses and problems and even our own desires, that we may become focused on being available for the task at hand. Your family in the Lord with much agape love, George, Bogdravka, Obadiah, and Elena, and this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this new week. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you open our hearts to the word this morning and for the week. May we touch lives. May we, may, as we go about our days, may people see Christ in us. And may they want to ask for that hope and to know our Lord. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Here we go. We, 
What a great, what a great passage to begin a Monday with. Uh, uh, we are in Matthew 19. Turn with Matthew. Uh, oh no, no, Luke 19 with me. Luke 19. And um, we are this morning. We are going to, we are going to be um, looking at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. And um, all right, let's see. Where are we? All right, where are we at in in the life of Christ? We are coming up to, we are drawing near, Jesus is drawing near to the cross. He is coming into Jerusalem, headed up to Jerusalem for that, uh, the Passover, the Passover where he is going to be our Passover lamb and die upon the cross. So that that time is drawing near and Jesus entering into Jericho. Now Jericho is a border city and certainly a custom station this would be appropriate headquarters for men like Zacchaeus uh, who headed up an organization to harvest taxes he would have people under him who would go out uh, tax collector so he would be the chief tax collector he would go out and he would he would um, how would you say constrict he would hire on other men to be tax collectors. And so we'll begin this morning with Luke 19, and we'll read to one, well, let's just read it, and, and then we'll go from there. All right, he entered Jericho, this is Jesus, and passing through, and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus. And was unable be, uh, because of the crowd, for he was a small in statue, stature. He was a short little guy. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. When he when they saw it, uh, or and he hurried and came down and received him gladly, and that gladly is rejoicing there, and re, um, received him rejoicing. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, "He has gone to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner." Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, "Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defunded." Defrauded anyone or any of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. All right. He was a chief tax collector. He was, uh, and he was, he was very, Rich. I mean, he was much more. We 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 already talked about one tax collector, and now here is another. And this one, uh, this one, uh, and that was, and it was um, Levi. Yeah, Levi was one, and he left his tax booth and came and followed Jesus. I want you to note straight up that how there are different circumstances. And to cover different things. And we've, we've covered the rich young ruler. We'll talk about him today. And we'll talk about some of the 
differences that may clear up some things and maybe even some consciousness there. So here's the second encounter of a rich, influential man that Jesus encounters, or should I say, encountered Jesus. So this this one, like the rich young ruler, is rich and he's, in, he's influential within his community in which he worked. Let's see the word here, coming back to our... So, the, uh, so he entered Jericho and passed it through, and there was a man by the name of Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus, his, um, his name means pure, and he was a tax collector, and let me see if I can bring this up, Zac, um, Luanida, and this is Archetelodes, Archetelodes, and he is a chief tax collector in the sense of one who controlled the activity of certain other tax collectors, a chief tax collector. So he had a corporation here. He had a corp- It was a corporation of, uh, and I'll call it tax harvesters, that they would harvest taxes. And Luke 19.3 says that Caius was trying to see Jesus, uh, who G- uh, to see who Jesus was and was unable to, uh, because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. Okay, it must have been a crowd going on. Previously, we've seen that as Jesus was traveling, he encountered had with this crowd around. He had encountered a couple blind men who was yelling out for Jesus. Um, um, Bartimaeus was one of these men who was yelling out for Jesus, and the crowd was telling him to shut up. But Jesus took note of them, healed their... Uh, Caused them to blind, uh, caused the blind to see, and these guys were a part of this crowd at this point. So as they were moving on, the crowd was, um, the crowd was around him, and as he was moving, and he was the center of attention. So here it is, Zacchaeus. This, Zac, this, um, he wanted to see what the commotion was all about. So he's trying to see, he's trying to look, he's trying to see what's going on, and. Um, Again, this this account seems kind of childish, if you think about it. it it's something that, you know, you got a short little guy here. You know, it kind of reminds me of Grover. <laughs> you know, so he got the rest of the crowd. He's maybe about five foot tall. Yeah, I could imagine about five foot and um, maybe around that area. And what Bob would call um, vertically challenged. And he's trying to see, so he runs up and finds himself a tree to get get up. But uh, you know, in, in Sunday school classes, they have the coloring books and all that, Zacchaeus and stuff. But there's some there's some good principles that we can glean out of this. So the, um, so he ran ahead, climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass that way. Luke. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. While it was that Zacchaeus looked only to get a look at Jesus, it must have took Zacchaeus by complete surprise. 
you know, he's who was he for Zacchaeus for for this apparently notable individual? You know, famous. I mean, we're talking about celebrity. We're talking about people all over knowing Jesus. And who is Zacchaeus that Jesus should know him? But here it is. By surprise, he, all he's trying to do is get a glimpse at Jesus. So what does? So to his surprise, here's here's Zacchaeus. He looks, or here's Jesus. He looks up in the tree. They meet eye to eye. Number one, eye to eye. I just eyeball to eyeball. And then. Like, like somebody that knew Zacchaeus personally, and Jesus did. Jesus knew Zacchaeus from the foundation of the, the world, as he knows you from the foundation of the world. And he says, Zacchaeus. So he calls him by name. Not only does Jesus know you from before the foundation of the earth, he also knows you by name. He gives him a command. Hurry down. Hurry up. Hurry up. Get down here, Zacchaeus. For today, I must, I must stay at your house. A personal invitation to be, to say, I'm going to be at your house. You're, you're going to entertain me tonight. Wow. And, um, all right, let's, let's move on there. And, and let's, let's take a few. First of all, here it was as Zacchaeus was looking. He was trying to get a glimpse of Jesus. And Je- he's just trying to get a glimpse of Jesus. And here it was that Jesus was focused upon this one man up in a tree. And you know what I like to think about it in our relationship with the Lord. You can be in a crowd of people. I don't know about your church. And you may be in a mega church. You may be surrounded by people. And who are you in that crowd of people? But Jesus knows you personally. As if you were the only one in that crowd. And uh, as if you were the, uh, you are the center of his attention. Zacchaeus was the center of Jesus' attention. Lamentations 3.25. Let's take a look at a few verses here. Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the person who seeks him. Isaiah 26, 9. At night my soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. For when the earth experiences your judgment, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Psalm 63, 1. O God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. In the dry and weary land where there is no water. Psalm seventy-eight thirty-four. When he killed them, they sought him and returned and searched diligently for God. And they remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. And of course, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And back to 19.6. And he hurried and came down and, and received him gladly. And again, this word gladly means uh, is kara, or caro. And caro is to enjoy a state of happiness, a well-being, to rejoice, to be glad. 
and um, and so he was he was exuberant. He was he was just over over elated. Here he is. Who was he? He's a sinner. He's a chief of sinners. And um, and this is where we bring it into to the comparison with the um, rich young ruler because we have there, when we read about the rich young ruler we had some questions. We had a question that do I have to give everything away? Do here's the rich young ruler? Well, I don't know about me, and that's what he told him. And this is let's go back to Luke eighteen twenty three for a moment. But when he had heard these things, he became very sad. Let's just read this whole thing, okay? Bring this in just, just for memory here. A ruler questioned him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit life and eternal life? And, you know, here's the bad question right, right here to begin with. What shall I do? What, is, what, what shall I do? What, what is it that... What is it that I bring to the table to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. Um, do not commit adultery. And understand that these commandments, following the Ten Commandments, don't get you saved. But Jesus Jesus is, is having an object lesson for him. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I've kept from my youth. Jesus heard this and said to him, one thing you still lack. Sell all that you possess and distribute to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven and follow me. But when he had heard these things, he became very sad and was was extremely, for he was extremely rich. And Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they who heard it said, then who can be saved? And in this narrative, look at the differences. Jesus didn't say to uh, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, sell everything, come down out of the tree, sell everything you want, and come and follow me. You see, this was a test for this rich young ruler because Jesus knew the heart of this rich young ruler. He also knew the 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 heart of Zacchaeus. Note that just also that Jesus, um, Jesus, it, it, there wasn't a um, Zacchaeus was simply seeking. Here, the rich young ruler. He initiated the conversation as he come. And it was just Zacchaeus. He was just looking over the situation. And it was Jesus who called out to him. He initiated it. Um, and when Jesus called to him in grace and said, hurry up and come down. And this is a picture of grace. He didn't tell Zacchaeus to do this or do that and, and then you can come follow me. It was a free, it was a free, it was just, come on, kids, hurry on down. Come on, I'm going to stay at your house tonight. You see, the principle, the, the, the underlying principle here, we are blessed not because of what we do. It's not blessed what we are doing. And, 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 and the more I think about it, the more I just loathe the, 
the sermons that say, if you do this, you will be blessed. Christian, you can't be any more blessed than what you already are. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He didn't give... This was a free call to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, do this, 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 and come and follow me. No. It was just, come on. Come and follow me. Hurry on down. And we are blessed not because we do. We are blessed when Jesus himself initiates contact and in his loving kindness. And everything we do beyond that is a response, as we will see. So this is a wow moment for the uh, chief tax collector. And um, so, <laughs> a little backwards here. So Luke 19.7, when they saw it, they all began, began to grumble, grumble, saying, he has gone He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And this word sinner here, Yeah, let me bring let me bring up one more point here also. No, I'll no, I'll go on here. Let's go back to nineteen. Oh, let's do this. He hurried down, came down, uh came down and received him gladly. When they saw it they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. Look at it another way too. I want to bring up something else. What did Jesus say earlier? He said it is it is imp- basically impossible. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of the needle than for a rich man to to enter into the kingdom. And then their disciples kind of confused. Well, then who can enter? And then he said, "There's nothing impossible with God." Okay, so the man, so here's the rich man. He, the rich young ruler, he left because he couldn't part with his riches. Here's another man. So, so initially, what's the cost? Initially, Jesus says to him, okay, this, and it gives it the mindset to this man. This is what it's going to cost you. Just sell everything you own and come and follow me. And the man couldn't do it. He was, he was cling to his riches. Now, here's another rich man. Jesus didn't say anything to him except, come, come on. Didn't give him a price then because in a relationship with the Lord, it is Jesus that's going to pay the price. A relationship with the God, it's not us paying the price, it's God paying the price. Can't get an amen for that. So, um, when they, uh, not me, but the word, get, get amen for the word. When they saw it, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And this word sinner is um, is hamatolos, hamatolos. And this word here, you know, it's funny. I, I got to thinking about this this morning. Hamatolas, a sinner. In the mindset of the Jewish people, and a mindset today is a sinner is a drunk, and, uh, uh, you know, he is licentious, he's this, that. Um, 
he he he's just um uh, just a what would you call it? crooked a crook and everything else a drunkard a drug drug addict and all well those sinners back in the time of writing back in this day they were everyone that did not subscribe to Judaism did not subscribe to their religion didn't didn't show up at the temple didn't um, didn't subscribe to their religious um, walk of life, let's just say. And of course, um, the shepherds would be considered sinners. They didn't. They were outcasts. They were um, tax collectors. Of course, were outcasts. They they didn't worship. They didn't go to the sem- so they didn't subscribe. So it, it's interesting, and that's what I was thinking. It's interesting uh, when you meet people sometimes. And you may, if you haven't already encountered some, you'll find. And you get into a conversation, and the conversation steers actually to to salvation. And that's what I do when I'm when I'm looking at talking to someone, and you know I'm trying to figure out, okay, am I speaking with a believer and unbeliever, and and um, and I'm praying that we'll I'll have a foot in the door to to maneuver this conversation around to find out if this guy is a child of God or this girl's a child of God or not. We finally get to it and the big question, well, are you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? And a lot of times it's, it's the, they will immediately go to the fact that they don't go to church. You ever encounter that? I, do, I don't go to church. And they might give you excuses why they don't go to church. But then they may follow it on. I don't know. You may or this. They may follow it on why they're good, why they're why they. You know. I you know. I try to live a good life. I um, I do. You know. Read Bible some, but I just don't go to church. And um, that's what they equate their relationship with is the church. On that on that hand, I'll I'll think of people. And this, so they think they look outside of the church, and um, at everybody outside are sinners. How many people you go down the road? How many people on the way? This you laugh at this. You'll, they're going to the restaurant where they're going to eat their afternoon meal, where people are, you know, waitresses and everything are working. But they'll go by the lawn where somebody's cutting their lawn and say, "Oh, there's a sinner. There's somebody cutting the lawn on Sunday on the Lord's Day." Crazy people. Religion has its its craziness. But um, this is just to illustrate that the sinner in this time was anybody that did not follow their religious practices. And so, yeah, religious people can be silly. So this is the same thing. A sinner is one who was considered an outsider to their religious practices. In fact... We don't know Zacharias' integrity. It may have been even better than those who who um, observe all these religious practices. Pharisees certainly his his integrity was over those of the um, of the uh, Pharisees who were plotting to kill him. And um, so it's anyway. I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Luke nineteen eight. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone 
of anything, I will give back four times as much. What happened here? Did Jesus say, do this, do this, do this, do this? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Who initiated the conversation? Again, compare this to that rich young ruler. Who initiated the conversation? Jesus did. Jesus is the one who said, Zacchaeus, come down out of the tree. I'm going to, I'm going to dine with you tonight. Again, the, the people are outraged because... You know, in their sacrimonious, you know, they, you know, he's going to go stay, spend a night, and he's going to be entertained with a a sinner, just like he did when he was he was eating with the sinners. Remember, Jesus said, "I've come that it is not the well who who need a physician, but it is the sick." And um, so they were indignant about this, but Jesus. Did, this is what Zacchaeus did initiate. He, and he didn't say, I'm going to give it all away either. He said, I'm going to give half. I'm going to give half. Um, Zacchaeus still has a business. Remember, tax collecting was not a, was, uh, tax collecting was a business. Somebody had to do it. And he did it. Remember that John the Baptist told the tax collector, he said, uh, when the tax collector said, what do I do? He says, just collect as much as due. Don't be extorting money from people. So it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, you weren't a, um, it wasn't a business that you were actually um, doing anything wrong. It was a legitimate business. So the tax collector didn't give everything away. He didn't say, Zacchaeus didn't say, I'm just going to give everything away so that I can come and follow you. He responded to the love of Jesus. He responded. You see, to this day, this is a pattern to this day. We do not because, not to receive the, um, the approbation of God. We do because we've already been blessed by God. Zacchaeus was blessed by God. Came out. He he didn't have to give up his business. He didn't have to give away everything that he owned. He responded, and his response was, "I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give half of everything that I have to the poor. And if I have done anything wrong to anyone, that I'm going to pay back four times as much." There is the response. You see, salvation is a free gift from God. We received that gift. And as a response, we give back to God. We give back, we respond. The way we give back to God is the way we treat others. In repentance of our life, I've been going in this direction by behavior. See, what came first? Your behavior or your, or, or the Lord come, uh, the Lord saying to you, get down out of the tree, hurry up, get down out of the tree, I'm going to have a relationship with you. And as a response, the things that we do, that our lives are changed, not because we, by our own energy of the flesh, saying that I'm going to worship God. We do because we have been blessed. We do because the Lord did say come. 
We do because we have that relationship. And it was God who initiated. It was our Lord who initiated that response. And verse 9. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation, and let's look at this salvation, soteria, which means deliver, um, soteria, a state of having been saved, salvation, deliverance. And, um, and once again, it wasn't the fact that Jesus, it wasn't the fact that, that, be careful with this, that Zacchaeus giving away half, that, that wasn't his salvation. That's what, he's already been saved. And he has, and this was a response. See, grace demands a response. And um, the, so he, he establishes, and that's gratitude. Our life is a, let me say this, that I, when I say that, Grace demands a, a, a gratitude. You've already been saved. And the fact is, are you, are you grateful? And, well, uh, and it doesn't mean, once again, I'll give it another careful. I don't mean that if you're not grateful, you're not really saved. But because you're saved, there should be a life of gratitude. A life of gratitude. At your thoughts, your decisions, your actions. Um, Peter says to sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready to give an answer for the hope that's found in you. Well, because you sanctified the Lord God in your heart, because, and again, he initiated your love back to him, your life is changing and other people are seeing you're living that life of gratitude. And so Jesus, Jesus says, here today salvation has come deliverance has come to this house because he too is the son of abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost so here it was at one point that the, the pattern of salvation Jesus, uh, the God initiates, the Spirit initiates. He opens up the eyes of our heart and the response in, in our hearts that we receive with gladness, with rejoicing, that salvation. And as we continue, we don't stop rejoicing. As we continue to rejoice, our life is going to take on the, 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 our thoughts, our motives, our decisions, our actions are all in the gratitude of what has been done for us. Not that we're looking for blessing because we've already been blessed. And this is Zacchaeus. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping your word this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that comforts us, that guides us, that equips us. And I pray, Heavenly Father, we, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And may our lives continue to show it and and the way we live our lives, the way others see us, may they see that, may they see us, our rejoicing in our blessing. We are all but sinners when you called us outside the commonwealth, 
And it's your salvation that brings us. It is your salvation that we enter into. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, it's another fine day. And Lord, keep your armor on. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord will, Spirit guide, Rapture Penny will be back here in the AM. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.